Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today, Zach Heald, who is an incredible entrepreneur here in Northwest Arkansas. He is the owner of Northwest Arkansas Alive. He is a partner in Farm Studios. He's the owner of Intercut Productions, and he's now starting a new company called FireCycle. And we're going to explore this with him today. Zach, thank you so much for taking time to visit with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Zach, you clearly are an incredible entrepreneur. And I know that your real passion, at least originally, was uh, video production. You've been doing that since 2012. And you have worked with a lot of uh, partners as well, and you've won all kinds of awards in doing this. So I'd like to talk a little bit about how you got interested in owning your own business. And I, but I'd also like to dig into the businesses that you've started. But if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to start with your new business, FireCycle. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So FireCycle is something that I discovered through a friend of mine, uh, or at the time he was, a, I guess, my, an employee and a friend of mine. Uh, now he's, uh, right now he's just a friend and now a new business partner, but a friend of mine named Evan Payne, I brought him on at Intercut Productions here. He was kind of my right-hand man at Intercut Productions for a number of years. And uh, during his time or his tenure here at, at Intercut, he fell in love with the sport of indoor cycling. And I watched that sport transform his life from a uh, physical fitness perspective, but also from a emotional and mental health perspective. That sport and that that activity and that community for him, I just watched it transform him. And the more and more I kind of like was around that space and saw his friends and all, like it was a it was a contagious energy that they all had. And so I had one time listened to a podcast on I think how I built this. And it was about SoulCycle and it was about how they had built the SoulCycle brand uh, and I think ended up selling it for, I think in their, in their sell, I think it was, I don't know what it was, $2 billion or something insane. Or maybe that's what they're worth today. I don't remember now, but it, it, they've had an incredible growth story and scaling story. And so I've always taken a, a keen eye to this indoor cycling thing of going like, like that interests me. I love like the culture it seems to create the community around it. Like, I, I think it's just a really interesting, um, a really interesting business. And so during the pandemic, after Evan has left Intercut now, he's now working, he's worked at a couple of different companies. He's, he's now very happy, happily employed, um, working remote for a company out of, out of San Antonio. And him and I had the opportunity potentially to purchase one of the spin studios here in town in Bentonville during the pandemic. And of course, the pandemic was in the middle of that. And uh, both of us were, we really wanted to do it. It's something we had both talked about quite a bit of like, how cool would it be to own our own studio someday? So um, quick question. Um, yeah. Indoor cycling. When you say that, I think of a room with spinning cycles. For That's spinning? exactly it. Yeah. It's a room of indoor stationary bikes. Okay. Um, yeah. Like belt driven indoor cycling, indoor stationary bikes. Um, I didn't know that was called indoor cycling. I see. And, and for me, I do for my, you know, my, my full-time day job, I think is, is intercut productions. And we do a lot of tourism content. We do a lot of uh, cycling stuff in Northwest Arkansas. I, I find myself with bikes on my camera quite a bit. And so I'm kind of involved in that, in that arena here and in that, in that culture. And I've seen 
the desire for other training methods coming about. We're seeing more and more businesses popping up in Northwest Arkansas, offering opportunities for year round training for the mountain bike trails and for these races and all of that. But one thing I don't think has really been tapped into is the opportunity of, of indoor cycling and what that can look like for training for the outdoor trails. It could be a great resource for people looking to, you know, have a, an avenue they can go every morning, rain or shine, cold, sleet, whatever it is, that they can come in and, and, and get in their zone and have an amazing workout in 45 minutes and then get off to work. And so that's what this, that's what Fire Cycle is, is it's a, it's an indoor cycling studio. If you've ever been to a larger area, such as like, you know, Austin or, or Dallas or New York City, uh, you may have gotten to go to a Soul Cycle. It's, it's very similar to what a Soul Cycle is in the sense that we're, we're providing a 45 minute class, high intensity workouts that get you in and get you out the door and get you onto your next part of the day and hopefully builds a really amazing community around you to do that. I've watched it transform my, uh, my best friend's life and I'm, I'm really excited to see what we can do um, as we continue to scale that into Northwest Arkansas. The big reason we're launching FireCycle is the business that was we were looking at buying during the pandemic ended up just getting sold to somebody else. And in that acquisition, they are actually closing the cycling part of that business. Uh, it was a bar and cycling studio. It's now going to become just a bar studio. And so uh, we were able to buy all of their spin equipment off of them at a pretty great rate, which really is going to uh, help us into this first year of starting this new business and getting memberships and all of that going. We couldn't pass up this opportunity of you know acquiring all of this gear at such a great price. So, I mean, I've, I've been in spinning classes before. In fact, probably for a year and a half, I belonged to Orange Theory. Yeah. And I liked it because when I traveled, I knew I could get something that uh, would be consistent. You know, any major city had Orange Theory. It was a combination of kind of like calisthenics, weights, and rowing and cycling. But they had a monitor where it kept track of your heart rate and which zone you were in, et cetera, et cetera. So will, will this have something like that? Is there any gaming involved in it? So we've gone back and forth about whether or not we want to include that into the room. Uh, I think the end decision here has been we're not going to. One of the big things that I think excites me the most about an indoor spin studio like this is that I want it to feel like a place that anybody can come and feel welcome. At FireCycle, I think our goal is less com competing with the people next to you on the bikes, but rather competing with yourself and, and bettering yourself day over day. And that's, I think, a big part of what the indoor cycling culture is, is, uh, is finding yourself. Um, we call it fire cycle. We, we, we use the tagline of like find your fire uh, of looking inward at yourself, find, identifying what it is inside of you that might be um, holding you back that day, uh, limiting yourself and working to, you know, work that out of you. And so the end goal, I think, is, is we're not going to end up doing the uh, activity monitoring on the screen, but it was considered. I think most people, most of our clientele that we've talked to, they have, they have their own active activity trackers that they're wearing. You know, they're doing all of their own monitoring. And most of them said that that wasn't a feature that they were looking to have on the wall. Is it hard to find good instructors for that? Yeah, it's de that's probably the number one challenge, I think, for any of any studio like this across the country is, is instructors. We're really, really lucky. Evan has been training for the last four years to do this and has recently become, I think, one of the top selling instructors in, in Northwest Arkansas. And so really, really excited to have him on our team. We've also managed, since that spins, the only other spin studio in Bentonville is shutting down, we've also managed to, to grab up quite a few of their instructors as well and bring them on board. 
So we've got a really wonderful team of instructors and, and obviously that team's going to continue to grow and morph and change over time. But we get to come out of the gate with what I feel like is a really strong group of instructors that are excited to, to onboard and train more people. So Zach, I know your main business at this point really is Intercut Productions. And I've been to your studio up in Bentonville. I was really impressed. I had no idea you had such a huge studio, so big, you could put a helicopter in it or an airplane. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. That's kind of curious. Yeah. So I'll start back a little bit on, I'll kind of start back at the beginning a little bit of how we got here into farm studios. So I fell in love with video uh, as a young kid, photo and video. My grandpa always had like the nicest camera in the family. And so I remember stealing, he lived four doors down from me. And I remember going down to my grandpa's house as a kid and stealing his camera away and uh, taking photos of like all the neighborhood kids playing baseball or like whatever, just like taking photos. Eventually ended up as, as a kid, I was, a, I was big into wrestling. I thought my plan was to go, to go to college in Iowa City on a wrestling scholarship, get my MBA and go work in the corporate world somewhere with an MBA. And then my family, when I was starting high school, moved to Arkansas. And Arkansas had no wrestling really at the time. There was not a college recruiter in the wrestling game coming to Arkansas looking for anybody. And so I was like, well, even if I continue on this route and I try to wrestle through high school, it's going to take so much work for me to even have an opportunity to go wrestle on, a, on scholarship at one of these big schools because no one's coming to Arkansas. So I was, I, I had this conflict of, well, I guess I need to leave wrestling behind, pick up something else to get me through college. And so I ended up falling in love with theater and uh, through theater ended up following in love with film and television. My theater teacher at Gravit High School, he was at the time, he was doing a lot of freelance screenwriting. I just fell in love with that process of, of telling stories and, and, and making them come to life. And so with a lot of uh, his encouragement, I just started kind of doing it, bought my own camera, saved up. I was mowing a lot of lawns. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had businesses. I was the kid that had 37 uh, different lemonade stand brands as a kid. I had a company called Clippings Lawn Service. We mowed the grass like crazy during the summer times. I did snow plowing during the winter up in Kansas City and then occasionally in Arkansas when it would snow in high school. There were some weekends, you know, I in the winter time where I might be able to clear two or three thousand dollars just blowing snow off people's driveways. And that's just always who I've been. It's not even so much about like making a bunch of money for me. It's really about like the process. I really am in love with the entrepreneurial process. I love solving problems, finding solutions to those problems, and then, you know, working to streamline that as a, as a solution. And that's part of what makes production really, really fun for me is, is the problem solving that goes along with that. Anyway, I fell in love with video and uh, by my junior year had saved up enough money to kind of buy enough equipment. I was doing more and more work, just anyone that would let me come and work for free for them. I want to say basically right around the time I got my driver's license, it may have been the day I got my driver's license, to be honest. I think I drove to the courthouse and filed for my DBA. I remember, I think my, my very first job that like was written out to intercut, like the check was written to intercut productions. was like, maybe that next week. Yeah. And so from there, graduated high school, still just kind of doing this as a side thing, uh, as I guess as the side hustle, as they would say these days. And uh, just taking all the time. My high school was amazing and Gravit didn't have a film program, but they were very supportive of what I was doing and like this passion I had found for myself. And so we're letting me leave school all the time. We're letting me go out to meetings. I probably shouldn't say that, but like I was traveling into Bentonville to go to meetings and then like coming back to class as like a junior and senior in high school. And they were, they were just really supportive and trying to help and make sure that like I had every opportunity to succeed in this thing that I had started. Anyway, graduated high school and I enrolled at John Brown. 
And in my first year at John Brown, I met some amazing people. That summer after my freshman year, this business really took off. Um, that was the year that drones really started hitting the market in video. And I dove headfirst into that. I'd always been in love with aviation. That was always a big passion of mine. And when drones entered the market, I was like, oh, I can combine like aviation and film now at a level that like I can afford to do. Like, oh, I'm so in. And so I started building my own drones, ended up meeting a bunch of people in the industry that were also just kind of launching at this infancy of drones and ended up getting a really great group of people around me that supported me as I grew out this aviation side of our business. And there was a few years in Arkansas where we were one of the only companies with a FAA license to do drone work. We worked for the university. We worked for Crystal Bridges. We were doing work all over the, the state for tourism, for all different things as one of the only licensed drone companies. And so it, it really helped us kind of grow out in that first year. Then in 2015, everything kind of changed and shifted as a BFF rolled into town. Bentonville Film Festival came into town. I met Jason Netter through the Bentonville Film Festival. He's the owner of Kickstart Entertainment. Him and I really hit it off and set a dream for what farm studios could look like in Arkansas. And so... Uh, that's how Farm Studios came to be is, is through Bentonville Film Festival. Uh, we were both producing content for Walmart that year. The next year came around and we both said, you know, Bentonville's got a lot going on. Northwest Arkansas has a lot going on. Arkansas has a lot going on. The opportunity for film production in Arkansas is abundant. We just need to start building infrastructure to support it. And so that's what Farm Studios is. We moved into Farm Studios in 2019, January 2019 or February 2019, just before the pandemic, of course. But moved into Farm Studios here, and we now have uh, the largest soundstage in the state of Arkansas. So while my team works upstairs, we have offices here. It's really built as a rental space for people to come in and use other agencies, other production companies, you name it. We've had um, all different kinds of things being shot in here. During the pandemic, someone shot a, an old 1800s uh, courtroom scene in here. They built an old 1800s courtroom scene or courtroom in here, and they shot a full scene with all these actors and period costumes. It was absolutely stunning. We do a lot of different things from, you know, branded work and commercial work in here to like weird rehearsals for different types of performances. Like it's just a big open playground. It's a hundred by 90 foot space. So about 9,000 square feet of just open space to play and create. So that's how Farm Studios came to be. Zach, would you spend a few moments telling me about where you want to take Intercut Productions? So Intercut we say we have three tiers of our business. We have our commercial production side, which you know is the day in and day out Northwest Arkansas. When you think of what's being shot in Northwest Arkansas, that's that, right? It's the it's the branded work for the WalMarts, the Tysons, the the different vendor brands in Northwest Arkansas. The second part of our business is original content. For the original content side, that's something that I think we're we're really excited about, and that is how can we create and develop content that. We can shoot here in Arkansas or around the country, but ideally here in Arkansas to promote the Arkansas area through original content. And so that could look like narrative film, narrative feature films about a girl that moves here to work for the big corporate company and meets the mountain biker of her dreams on the trails, right? And they fall in love and live heavily ever after, like starting to tell those stories about Arkansas, you know, giving Arkansas that national stage when it comes to culture creation. The third part of our business is the opportunity that we have right now inside of like documentary filmmaking. I think that's a big part of our team's passion is documentary work. We 
have gotten the opportunity to do a lot of like branded docs with different companies where we get to go and they'll send us somewhere in the country and we go shoot a five or 10 minute documentary about whatever it is they're interested in or some story they want to highlight. And so uh, in that, we've been now starting to look at what are other documentaries we can develop on our own longer form stuff. And we've got a few different things in the works now from both on the series end, as well as on uh, one-off documentary feature end of what that looks like. Some of it is about Arkansas, but a lot more of it is about the stories and the people that may be intersecting through Arkansas. I think the stories all Arkansas is a big passion of mine. I love promoting Arkansas. I'm always I'm always looking at ways how I can weave what we do into and weave Arkansas into what we do to tell the Arkansas story. I think Arkansas, when I travel, I hate the perception people have of Arkansas when they're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm from Arkansas. And they're like, where from where? Uh, and you do what for a living? And no one ever like can put all this together. Like, yeah, I have a production company in Arkansas. We're doing fine. Like we have a big studio. Like no one, no one understands that that's happening in Arkansas or anything that's happening up here. And so one of the, my big passions has become is sharing that. Um, and that's where Northwest Arkansas Alive comes in is how can we, how can we promote Northwest Arkansas through documentary, through nonfiction storytelling, through fiction storytelling, even, you know, how can we promote the story of Northwest Arkansas for what it is? And so I think the future of Intercut is really exciting. We're looking looking at documentaries, we're looking at narrative films, um, we're looking at online content, all working to, to tell the story of Northwest Arkansas through aviation, through cycling, through art, you know, through all the things that, that make us all love living here. We have, it seems like a growing number of students who want to become entrepreneurs. Many times people tell them, oh, you should work for a few years after you graduate before you start your own business. And, and in some cases, that is true. It depends on what you want to go into. There's a lot of businesses you really couldn't just get in without having some experience uh, directly working for someone else. But in some cases, you can. It just it depends. And different people have different you know abilities to adapt and learn and so forth. But for the students that are getting out and wanting to start off with starting their own business. What advice do you have for them? My first advice would be take every opportunity, which can take a number of forms. But I think the obvious one coming out of this question is, is take the opportunities that are given to you to go work, right? For me, I didn't, I've never had a full-time job outside of working for myself as far as like getting a full-time check in the mail or direct deposit, anything like that. Now, that being said, I did take the first two to three years of my career and worked for basically anybody for almost nothing or nothing. I volunteered my time. I have, there's people in my life that I would say, like I did apprenticeships underneath um, that were mentors to me that um, I went to them and said, look, you don't have to pay me. I don't want money working for you. I just want you to invite me onto your film sets. I want you to invite me onto your production sets um, and just let me learn from you. Just let me, I will carry sandbags across the room if that's what it takes. Like, just let me be there and let me absorb and learn what you're doing. And that's been a big part of who I am today. And, and the skill set that I have and have developed has come from the, the opportunities that I've said yes to. There were things I did. I, I used to do a ton of reality TV. And if, if you're ever in video, anyone that's in video that's listening to this knows the reality TV is probably not where you want to end up. It's, it's a really terrible work environment, but it does uh, teach you a lot of lessons, um, maybe the hard way, but you, you learn really quickly in reality TV. Things are happening so fast. Um, the schedules are grueling. The content itself usually is like, the most painful of content to try to shoot uh, and like 
pull horrible drama out of things, but doing that taught me a ton. And so I think that's my number one piece of advice is say yes to every single opportunity that someone brings you. It may not feel like there's an immediate gain, but it may be the relationships you pull out of that, or it, it may just be the little things you pick up when you're not even thinking about it, but take the opportunities. You know, They're going to help you along the way. There's a number of people that I've worked for, have said yes to, that I still go back and think about, oh my gosh, if I hadn't done that job, you know, the people I would have missed out on or the experience that I would have missed out on is so great. Well, Zach, congratulations on your tremendous success as an entrepreneur. And thank you for taking time to share your story and your wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic Podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast, and now Be Epic. Be Epic.